Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Let me introduce you to my co-host who will be sharing the mic with me today, Kathleen, whose mission is to guide parents who have experienced the loss of a child, suddenly release pain and suffering, and live in peace, presence, and purpose, Claudette. Her mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. Catherine's purpose is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. Doubt and belief are two sides of the same faith coin. Once we get a notion that we want to have, do, or be something, there is usually at least a moment of doubt that pops up about whether or not we can achieve our desire. The question is, how do you move from that state of doubt to a state of belief? Claudette is going to lead the discussion today about how we can gently move from doubt to belief. Claudette, take it away. Thank you, Whitney. This topic today is huge because a lot of people are wanting to manifest or shift their lives or create a different reality. And there's a very practical foundational thing that we have to consider first. It is, do we doubt that this is possible or do we believe it's possible? And I'm here to tell you when I start to experience trying to shift something or work with something or make it better in my life, doubt is the first thing that happens, right? It's like because we we were operating in a certain state of being for so long that naturally there's going to be resistance when we are trying to move forward or grow forward. But the two key ingredients in actually manifesting anything is moving into the energy of believing it is possible first. Like that's the very beginning. And if we don't, our ego will come to us and say, see, I told you it wouldn't work because there's something called the law of gestation where it takes a certain amount of time for something to happen. There's a time and season for everything. It takes nine months for a baby to be born. Some come a little sooner. I did. But you get my drift. So there's a law of gestation. And so what will happen is we'll have all of this doubt because we're so used to being in this old state of being. And now we desire this new state of being. 
And we have to move from doubt to believing it's possible to full on belief that it is certain. And so, you know, how do we do that? How do we shift little steps? It can take just little steps. And there's one technique that I want to share, and then I want to open this up to everybody else because I can't wait for what my sisters want to share. There's one technique where you can drink a glass of water. You can put the new creation on a piece of paper in present tense, put it under a glass of water and let it sit on your night table with a glass of water over it every night and drink it first thing in the morning and say, I am one with my desire. And and you can do that every day and you can say, spirit of truth, shift me internally to be in oneness with this desire because doubt blocks it, right? Doubt takes away the power that is within you. It totally blocks it. And as long as you're doubting, that's actually a stronger belief system because it's so firmly rooted. So we want to uproot doubt and then get the stronger belief system in there that is positive, that is supporting the thing that you want to accomplish. So we all wish to do something, accomplish something, because There's a seed of evolution in all of us, and we're always seeking for more, for growth. We know there's more. We know we can be more. But let's gently move into it, not beat ourselves up when we doubt ourselves, but start to shift into the belief and know, and you can also say, I've said this on a previous podcast, every day I am better. Little movements forward. Before you know it, six months later, three months later, you'll look back and go, I can't believe I was there. Now I'm here, right? It's just those little movements forward. So from doubt to belief. Okay, ladies, who wants to go first and talk about how to create a desire to create something we manifest to grow, to evolve? Who wants to go first? I'll hop on in. I love this. I live this every moment by moment from doubt to belief as many of our listeners and certainly my beautiful sisters here know I am in startup mode with my business fit district. And I mean, there is just uncertainty all over the place. There's always new obstacles, sometimes most days, many obstacles to solve, to maneuver and solutions to build. And this is where the origins of doubt come from you know, it's around uncertainty, right? And our ability to believe in ourselves in times of uncertainty and our ability to handle uncertainty in our life. We all experience it. It's even a human need of ours, uncertainty. It's one of all of our, we all want that sort of variety to give us that spice of life at some level and uncertainty feeds that need. And it can also create self-doubt. New experiences stepping into newness can create self-doubt as well. You know, we're all human. We experience these things, but it's how do we like maneuver through, right? On through it, right? To belief and just faith that I've got this. I've effing got this, you know? And yeah, it might be scary, 
right? It might be new, might be uncertain. I don't know how the person's going to react, but I'm going to step into it. And I do believe that the practice of that, the practice of just stepping in to the uncertainty, to the newness when you feel you're called to is how we create that belief muscle and sort of that movement through like muscle of, you know, from doubting and being, you know, unsure and uncertain to belief of I've got this and into solutions and creating strategies and plans and things around whatever is creating that doubt, right? And I'm speaking more of like startup mode from a business standpoint in my business, but I think we can also look at it across, you know, the board of sort of the circle of life as well. So, you know, there's also like imposter syndrome that I personally deal with, which is another form of just like doubt, you know, it's like really owning you know, our power and owning my power and like believing in myself, like I've got this and like I've been working towards this moment, this thing, you know, my whole life. So, and all of the experiences in the path, you know, that has led me here has been to lead me right here. So my point is in dealing, going from that belief, these are some of like my values, my self-talk because I have I deal with self-doubt all the time, just straight up. And then, um, you know, I get to the other side to belief and it's a regular practice. And, you know, there's also a practice of, you know, for me, um, stepping into, you know, specific like plans and strategies and whatever it takes, you know, like, you know, we recently had a chef leave that was working for us. And it was like, he was there short term and, you know, the restaurant industry is challenging. You're constantly like experiencing employee turnover, especially in the beginning as you're building, right? And and there's all kinds of beautiful things and solutions to build. And it's like, first it happens, you're just like, well, shit, <laughs> what are we going to do? You know, and I truly just, you know, took a step back because this has been sort of a pattern with like, you know, having some good leadership in our cafe and it's like, all right, kind of still getting some different, similar results in this. And so it's like, take a step back and like, how can we look at this a little bit differently or stay on the same path? Or, you know, what are the options? You know, when I, you know, I was in a lot of doubt in that moment, like, you know, and just sort of what's next, what's the strategy going to be. Right. So in situations like that, you know, whether it's personal, professional, it's like visualizing different options of what feel good as well. And I've had some beautiful and, you know, laying some strategy out and also allowing the universe, you know, staying in that place of like positive or right, solutions, like curiosity, like what's next and really that space rather than, oh my gosh, it's like the end of the world because it's not right. It's like solutions. And I've had some really beautiful solutions come into play the last couple of days, actually like the next day, a dear friend who's a chef who I've actually been 
chatting with about this project for many years. And she's been a, a, had a young son to raise. Anyway, she just calls me up and is like, so what's going on with the cafe? You need some help. And she's a chef and she's amazing. And so we're going to co-create some things and just like that. So, and that feels so good. So it's also, you know, like this combo of like, you know, like, okay, I feel some doubt. I feel some fear around this thing and really just allowing yourself to flow through it onto the other side of solutions, which helps build the belief and building the faith, but stepping into it and moving through. I love that because you talked about uncertainty and something I believe about uncertainty is it can be fun and it can be devastating. And I mean, it has, it's a two-sided coin, right? And I've realized that certainty for me is my connection to the divine within. Like that's the thing that is stable, steady, all the time, certain. And then there's certain things that are always certain, like the universe does conspire for you when you turn into alignment with it. So you had mentioned that, like you had mentioned Mm -hmm. the solutions and turning to the universe, right? So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you, Catherine. Kathleen or Whitney, which one of you would like to go next? First of all, of conviction. And really what comes up for me when it comes to doubt versus belief is that what are the programs? You know, our doubt is coming that, you know, the doubt is coming up because we have an opportunity to shift that doubt. Limiting belief that keeps popping up in whatever situation that I might be in. And, and for example, you know, if, and, you know, the human self of me, um, in March, it's, uh, I want more people now. Like when I go into March, but I also, and I also know when I surrender to the universe, and I'm like, she's right, because our wording matters. And so there's a little bit of doubt, right? In this conscious being, like, I have no doubt that it's, it is going to be full. It is full. Yet the subconscious, the human self, whatever limiting belief or program that might be there, I get to reprogram that. And when I, so this is it. The doubt comes from wanting to be different than it is. So let's go in to our feelings system and just observe it and see where that's coming from. And then hold yourself in compassion for when the core beingness is that the core challenge and I mean that sounds much simpler or it could be harder than what you think but all you need to do how we need to do is feel through it it's just an emotion it's just a belief and we get to change that belief now the doubt is a belief there's an underlying belief within that doubt and so whether you want to believe it to be different or believe in the universal guidance or believe that you're just not worthy or whatever that belief is, it is a belief. So as you become doubtful or as you become aware of the doubt that's popping up, become aware of the infinite possibilities beyond that. So it doesn't have to be either or, it is whatever you're doubting and be in the other infinite possibilities of what is available because it always comes through. I love that. 
Thank you for sharing. Like I'm over here looking, writing everything you guys were saying. So I just want to highlight a couple of things. You did bring forth that it's a limiting belief. Yes. You said, feel it. And yes, because you're going to feel it anyway. <laughs> so even if you're trying to shove, you know, the biggest thing our ego will do is take, we'll be going into this feeling and it'll take it and go, I shouldn't feel that way. And it'll push it aside or shove it down or whatever. Well, that's where that feeling is submerged into your subconscious, pushed down and creating your reality. So you don't want to do that. So feel it fully and then know that there's a belief behind it. And I say ride the belief like a horse down into the core of what it is like that feeling. Ride the feeling like a horse into the belief. That's what I say. Like, what do I believe that allows this? What do I believe that created this feeling? Because the feeling emanates out as a wavelength into creation. So. Yes, Kathleen, we have to address the limiting belief or we'll keep getting the same thing, right? So thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. I just want to add something really, really quick. Just that like the doubt can come in often for me as like this like negative voice. It may even just be a statement. And it's like, for me, it's like, do I give it expand on that thought and give it energy, right? And even just could be just mentally, internally, right? Or speaking it, either one, right? Or also, and Kathleen, what you said so beautifully, there's infinite intelligence available as well, or another voice or powerful, more powerful, more empowering statement than that negative hit of doubt. Because for me, that's how it usually will come in as sort of a negative just voice or thought. And I either give it expansion or not. So I just wanted to share that really became present. So thank you. That was beautiful. As usual, as per usual, you guys are brilliant. And um, a couple of the things that have already been said are things that I was thinking of. So like Catherine mentioned, imposter syndrome, and I see that as one of the the types of doubt. There are probably thousands of types of doubt, but certainly imposter syndrome is one of them. My favorite form of doubt suffering is the self-sabotage and always somehow on a positive path, things are going well, and then start undermining myself, right? Um, and so it's it's a pattern that I am aware of and, and am working through. And another is indecisiveness or struggling to make decisions, big decisions, small decisions, trying to figure out what path to choose, that's not so much one that I have, but it's certainly, and all three of these are ones that I see frequently with my, my with my clients. And then Kathleen talking about sort of how to move through this and compassion, self-compassion being a, a primary one that we have to stop kicking ourselves for having doubts. It's not unnatural to actually have them. Um, but we have to be aware that we have them and conscious and intentional about moving through them, right? So recognizing that doubts are natural, that, that negativity bias, you know, that, that how we 
are choosing to deal with the uncertainties that come in life and action, particularly as people who are working to make things happen in their lives, right? It wouldn't be an issue. Let me put it this way. It wouldn't be an issue if you weren't working towards having your life be to create the life that you want. Let me put it that way, right? If you were content to live a mediocre life, settling for just showing up at work, coming home and watching TV the rest of the day, right? You wouldn't have any doubt. Right. There would be no need from doubt for doubt because you're just sort of like sleepwalking through your life. So. Right. So the fact that you even have any doubt. Really could be something to be celebrated and recognize that that means that you are moving towards things, that you're trying to make things happen, to be uh, have an impact on the world, whatever that that world is, whether it's your family, whether it's bigger than your family, the community, you know, the, the people that you work with or everyone on the planet. The, the fact that you actually have doubts means that you're moving towards something, that you're doing something. So give yourself, extend yourself some grace and have the self-compassion But I want to share a little story of doubt that I have had and in some respects continue to have and some of the ways that I have moved through it and continue when the doubts pop up, continue to do so. Part of this story, I'm pretty sure I have shared on the program before, and it revolves around the first time I was asked to um, write on a continuous basis. I was asked by the editor of a magazine to write a column, and that meant 10, 10 columns per year that needed to be submitted in a timely basis, and my first thought was no, because I had this doubt that I could, that I could deliver, that I could deliver something that people would actually want to read. And so I talked with my husband and one of my sisters and their response was just say yes and trust that the words would come. And they did, right? And so let's fast forward from that and the first time I was asked to contribute to a book. And to date, I think I have contributed to 11 books that 10 of which have become, you know, bestsellers, international bestsellers and the like. And in the midst of all of that, I've been working on my own books, solo books. I've got a couple that I've been working on. And in each iteration of this, the doubts popped up, right? The first time someone asked me to contribute to a book, it's like, well, why would you ask me? What do I have to contribute in the theme of what's being written about? Does anybody want to hear or read what I have to write about? 
you know, and, and the doubts were there. And so one of the things that I, or a couple of the ways that I move through this is starting with the self-compassion, giving myself, recognizing that the doubts are natural, is to then tap into my past achievements, right? And I look back over how I've been successful in writing or speaking or whatever the arena is. It's right. Well, you've written in the past, so you know you can write. And and here's this is going to be bifurcated because there are two parts of this. And with the past achievements, people have been very receptive to what you've written. People appreciate what I have written and have told me that, have gone out of their way to communicate that to me with emails or text messages, sharing comments on social media posts and the like, right? So people have taken affirmative action to communicate their appreciation for what I have contributed in in, in that respect. At the same time, I'm going to say I make a habit out of defining success in a way that does not depend on other people's reactions. Because if you don't get it, it can then feed into that doubt, right? The, 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 um, and the fear of taking any particular action. So, yes, look at your past history, at the successes, at your achievements, and the feedback that you get from people, but don't rest on that. Uh, and so I, and for myself and working with my clients, always say to define success differently. Define success in a way that doesn't depend on other people and their reactions so that you are always in control over how you ultimately feel, right? And and so in this respect, and with the example about writing, the success isn't that other people like the writing. The success is that I got it written, that I wrote what I wanted to write, right? And then I turn it over. I let it go, turn it over, let it go, that it reaches who it's supposed to reach and they will be receptive. And anyone outside of that, that doesn't impact or they don't get it or they have something negative to say, I'm like, it wasn't for them. All right. It wasn't for them. So there's a little bit of mental gymnastics going on there, but I find that it's helpful And being able to move through doubt, because what you don't want is doubt to paralyze you. Having doubt in and of itself is not the problem. It's being paralyzed by the doubt that's the issue. And so if you'll, you know, take a couple of these steps, it can move you. And I agree with you, Kathleen, that doubt is is a belief. Right. That that is a belief system. And so the question is, is it serving you? And if that that belief system isn't serving you moving somewhere else, Um, the a, a couple of other things that I have found helpful in moving through 
sort of my doubt journey, if you want to put it that way, is talking to myself the way I would talk to a friend, right? And so instead of, and this kind of goes along with the compassion, the self-compassion piece, is instead of talking negatively to myself, is to empower myself, is to lift myself up, uh, to say things, that again, that remind me that I've been successful and the like. And then questioning, questioning the, the veracity of the doubt that's in my head, right? It's like asking the questions, is this true? And if it is true, then maybe it's not so much doubt, then it's something that just needs to be addressed, right? And maybe I need to learn something, maybe I need more practice or whatever it is. But question the thoughts and see if they are true. If they are true, deal with them. If they're not true, then say, you know, that's not true. And I tell my clients, say it out loud. Don't don't have a debate in your head about the veracity of doubts and fears. Respond to what's in your head. Respond to it out loud so you can actually hear yourself saying the truth. And when you hear yourself saying the truth, right, it has a whole different connotation than when you're, you know, debating something in your head. And then the final thing I would like to suggest, and there are others, right? I'm not giving the entire list, is to get some professional help, right? Get some professional help. So depending on the nature of the doubt and its ingrainedness, maybe that's a therapist, maybe it's a coach, right? Maybe it's a coach, someone that can help you work through your mindset and to rewire your brain so that you can approach things in a different way. So those are some of um, the things that I do, have done, uh, and, and continue to do to move through the fears and doubts. That was amazing. I feel like we just attended like a class, (laughs) like we were at a conference or a seminar. It was amazing. So some highlights here is, you know, I think a lot of people do deal with self-sabotage, right? So that's a whole nother podcast probably. And the indecisiveness, I think all that has to work together, right? Because we're doubting that we can actually do it we're doubting that we can actually move to that new state of being. We're expecting the shoe to drop, right? And so it's getting to the point that we're in certainty that we'll get there no matter how long it takes or the how infinite intelligence can handle. And then follow the guidance. A lot less mistakes are made when we (laughs) follow the guidance. So, But we have to be in the certainty of the end thing, that end desire being fulfilled. So thank you. And you said, um, is this true? I think that's a really good way to pattern interrupt the negativity, right? Is this really true? And I remember, I'm just going to add one more thing before we wrap today, but I've been in business and I've failed miserably and I've succeeded really well. Like, and then I failed again, (laughs) succeeded And each time I can look back and when I failed, I knew I was going to fail. So actually, I had no doubt I was going to fail. So we 
you know, my belief was it wasn't going to work. And that was powerful and came to pass. So just imagine if you shift to the positive thing, right? And so what I do now when I'm doing something is my belief is this is a success because the desire rose in me to do it because the desire rose in me, then the God, the divine, what is within me is wishing to express it through me. And all that I need is there for me to express. So just a little tidbit, but thank you, ladies. I really appreciate all of your points of view on this conversation and how you deal with doubt, because I think it's the number one enemy that we have because it cuts us off at our knees. So thank you so much. And I'm going to give it back to you, Whitney. Thank you, Claudette. As always, insightful episode. Again, we all have doubts. There are, we can live in it and let us keep it from the life of our dreams or we can move through it, right? So Claudette, what what interesting and exciting things do you have going on? I know you're always busy building things, launching things in your business. Tell us a little bit about what you've got going on. Oh, okay. So we're running the Truth Method app right now. And how you can access that is truthmethod.com. It's a website. You get access to the higher layers in the app through the website. And what that does is it really gives everyone a foundation on firming up what you believe, what is true in, in is what you believe in alignment with spiritual law or universal law? Because if it's not, it feels like we're getting spanked. If it is, we're just hitting up against a universal law. So there's certain things that we have to know to evolve and grow in our soul. And the app is there for everyday encouragement and foundational ideas and, and things that have been taught for thousands of years, not just a couple thousand, not just three or four or five, but thousands of years. And we are so much more powerful than we even know. We haven't even begun to tap into that power that is within us. So go to truthmethod.com, check out everything, check out the apps and the different levels on the app and join the family. That's what I'll say. (laughs) I love being part of the family and you are doing amazing work. So thank you for that. And thank you for sharing. So we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. If you have not already, please take the time to rate and review our program. Visit us in our Facebook group, Beyond Your Best Plan, or on Instagram And until next time, take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.